Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to this podcast. In this special January 1st episode, Dr. David K. Bernard reviews the highlights from 2023 while looking ahead to what's in store for the United Pentecostal Church International in 2024. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. If you enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to check out Dr. David K. Bernard's books. Dr. Bernard has written more than 30 books on biblical theology and Christian living and leadership. Visit PentecostalPublishing.com and search David Bernard for a list of available titles. Enter promo code DKB10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's PentecostalPublishing.com, promo code DKB10 to save 10% at checkout. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year to all of our podcast listeners out there because we're releasing this episode on January 1st. We're grateful that you started out 2024 by tuning into this podcast. Dr. Bernard, as you look back on 2023, what highlights stand out to you both personally and professionally? You're obviously the general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International. What stands out in your mind from the past year in our organization and and in your ministry? Well, overall, we had a great year in 2023. God has blessed the United Pentecostal Church International. And although it seems that um, there's so much turmoil uh, in our world, politically in the U.S., economically, uh, conflict all across the globe, even persecution among our own believers, uh, yet uh, overall we had a very good year. So looking, first of all, at our home base in the U.S. and Canada, uh, we grew uh, in the – we planted – uh, about 200, I think it was 238 churches, daughter works, and preaching points, which is about a 5% growth, which historically, that's probably a record or a near record, at least in gross number of new plants. Now, of course, you always have some attrition. You have small churches closing down, uh, maybe a few churches leaving us. So our net growth was 2.2% in total work. So that's still very good. In the number of ministers, we grew by a net 3.8%, almost 4%, which is very good. Uh, We are now approaching in the total number of works in the U.S. and Canada, probably sometime in the next few months will be over 5,000. And the total number of ministers will be a little over 11,700. So both of those are record numbers and very strong growth. So I would say that's what's very exciting. We also had a quite successful North American Youth Congress in St. Louis with 33,741 uh, youth and, of course, their leaders. So, again, that is huge. That's our biggest event of uh, uh, that we have in the UPCI. And to think that you have teenagers and young adults that are committed to the cause, that speaks very well of the present 
as and the future of our church. Healthy, strong, growing. General Conference, we had a peak night of 11,200. That's not counting all the thousands that watch online. Uh, and we had right around 1,700 ministers. So that total number of ministers is the greatest since 2009 when we had in the business session, correct? Yes, that's the business session. Uh, that's when, um, so that's the greatest since we had an election for a new general superintendent. And as far as the 11,000 plus on one night, that's the greatest in a generation. Um, so that is speaks well also. Um, internationally, we are now in 238 nations and territories. Of the 210 independent nations of the world, as identified by the Population Reference Bureau, we're at 199. And the good news is, working behind the scenes, I've been talking to our, uh, you know, our leader who just has gone out, Brother Howell, and the new leader, Brother Hunley, who's come in as Global Missions Director. It looks like we of the 11 nations we haven't reached, we're probably working. We have a strategy. Probably this year we'll be able to open at least five of those. So we're we're getting to every single nation of the world at least some kind of witness presence, Bible study, contact, if not church and organization. And then we've launched a new initiative called Unreached People Groups. So it's not enough just to reach a nation. So for example. Uh, India, we have hundreds of thousands of believers in India, but we have huge states and huge tribes with their own languages, which we have no witness. So we can't just say we've, we've reached India, check it off our list of nations when we have, you know, tribes of 10, 10 million or a state of 20 million where there's no church. So not only are we focused on reaching every nation, but we're focused on reaching every tribe, every province, every state, every language group, and especially those that have no Christian witness or no apostolic witness. So we have what's called the Strategic Growth Initiative, where each nation of the world and each district in the U.S. and Canada is developing a strategy. How do we multiply our ministers, multiply our works, grow existing churches, and strengthen churches that might be struggling? So if we strengthen, grow, and then plant, add. And, and so that's a comprehensive strategy on from the grassroots level. Uh, that's exciting. And just to say, here in our home, um, we added a new district uh, that was working under North American missions, but now it's been set up as a self-government district, and that is the province of Quebec and Canada. So that gives us 58 district organizations here in the U.S. and Canada. I'll also mention Urshan College, Urshan Graduate School of Theology. They are our uh, UPCI-owned and endorsed uh, college and graduate school. We're melding them together um, to become a university, and we're working toward approval for a doctoral program, a doctor of ministry for Urshan Graduate School of Theology. The UPCI also officially acquired that campus and adjacent areas um, and what we're trying to do is acquire land for expansion of the college, the graduate school, the Missouri district, the Center for the Study of One is Pentecostalism, which is a historical museum, uh, future options for the loan fund 
and the stewardship group to have its own facilities as we outgrow what we have at headquarters presently. And in the future, if we outgrow our current headquarters building, which is quite it's quite a spacious building, but as we grow, this gives us opportunities in the St. Louis area. And then also we're trying to make sure we control all the surrounding area so we don't have undesirable development. And, and so we have this track of land along Interstate 70 west of uh, the, it's in this, you, you should, it's west of St. Louis proper, but in the greater metro area kind of the suburb or exurb of Wentzville. And I'm happy to tell you, we just concluded an additional 63 acres. That will bring us to a total of 188 acres. We'll probably sell some of that off later uh, and to recoup some of our costs, but do it strategically so we control the development. And in the meantime, the, the uh, college has also purchased uh, five acres with a former hotel uh, converted to dorm space so that has doubled the residential capacity uh, to at least 600. And of course, when you think about um, the commuters and the distance learners and the graduate school, many of the, those students are either distance learners or they have their own apartments, not, not needing a dorm. Uh, so that would easily increase our capacity to an enrollment, combined enrollment of a thousand with, without any further development. And in fact, uh, this past year, we enrolled 630. So that's a dramatic increase. And uh, so both the college and the graduate school are doing quite well. And I'm also, I won't give you all the statistics, but I will say for at least the past 10 years, now maybe 12 years, we've had record offerings in every category. So tremendous growth over the years in finances, global missions, North American missions, youth, children, ladies, men, as well as our Pentecostal Resources Group has had a net income for the same number of years. So all of our ministries are healthy. That means our net assets have continued to increase. Of course, we're not trying to make money, but we're trying to invest in ministry, invest in the kingdom of God. And uh, we've been able to buy some of this property because we sold some land that was donated to us through an estate in Kansas some years ago. So we've been able to sell that farmland and reinvest in uh, land campus in the St. greater St. Louis area. So financially, we're stronger than ever before, which that's very important uh, for the success of the kingdom of God. Now, looking forward to the future, looking forward to 2024, I anticipate continued growth in finances, uh, continued growth in the Urshan campus and in, in, in enrollment probably future construction of uh, an auditorium I'd like to see. I don't know if we'll get it done this year, but we'll continue to expand and develop that campus. We need um, a chapel to seat a thousand people. And so we're working on plans. The The school uh, administration and, and uh, board are working on plans to make that possible. I think we're going to continue to reach more nations around the world. I think you're going to see, as I've already mentioned, reaching unreached people groups is going to be one of the exciting things. And I'll just give you another illustration there. At the last general conference, in one night, we raised over $5 million for global missions, particularly what we call I Am Global. And that is designated to send our veteran missionaries back to the field early. So usually missionaries have to travel across uh, the U.S. and Canada to raise money for their budget for four years. 
And that's valuable because it exposes our churches to missions, to the burden, to the need. So we like to do that, but we don't want them to have to travel an extended amount of time. So through this annual offering, we've been able to reduce the time that a veteran missionary has to travel from, uh, it used to be as much as two years or minimum a year, but now it's down to six months. So already, uh, just from the money that came in, uh, right at conferences shortly after, we were able to send 10 missionary families back to the field immediately without having to continue to travel extensively. And probably as the pledges are fulfilled and money continues to come in, uh, I'm assuming we'll send an equivalent number back uh, in the next uh, few months or so. So that's one example of practical the practical difference that it makes. Uh, so I'm excited about our plans for the future. Uh, I, I think we're going to continue to see church growth, uh, church planting, increase in ministers. Um, one specific thing we passed uh, in our general conference, a uh, new procedure in our judicial procedure for dealing with uh, accusations of child abuse. While those are very rare, uh, they're very important to deal with properly. So we're doing more training of how to handle these unusual cases, how to prevent them, and if they arise, how to handle them in an appropriate way, both legally and ethically, to ensure that the church is healthy and strong. So we're always working on these initiatives. I do believe we're going to see wonderful things happen uh, with the blessings of God in 2024. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share apostolic life in the 21st century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.